Welcome to the Biblical Plotlines podcast, and in this episode, we're looking at the theme of the waters of chaos. And it all starts in the opening pages of Genesis, after God creates the heavens and the earth. In verse 2, it says how the earth was formless and void, but the Spirit was hovering over the waters. So you get this picture of a watery, chaotic, unformed creation, and out of this chaos, God brings order and life and goodness, and he brings up the dry land out of the waters, and it says how he gathers together the waters into one place. So those chaotic waters that we saw are now given boundaries, so they are put in their proper place to not overtake everything like they had. And so we really begin to see the full effect of these chaotic waters when the flood comes with Noah. And the waters that were bound up at creation are released so they can bring their destructive power into the world and wipe everything out. And the world returns to this pre-creation state where just like at creation, the waters cover the earth once again. So when you get to the story of Israel, when they're delivered out of Egypt, the people are caught at the border of the Red Sea with an army approaching behind them. So God does what he did at creation. He separates the waters and he puts boundaries on them so that the people can cross over on dry land. And those destructive waters then come crashing down and destroy Pharaoh's army while they're pursuing Israel. And after the time of Israel's uh, wandering in the wilderness, the same event happens again. When they leave the wilderness to go into the promised land, they cross over the Jordan River, untouched by those waters of chaos. Just like at creation, Out of the chaotic waters, God brings about the new creation as the people of Israel come out from that river into the promised land, the the new creation that God has for his people. But the waters of destruction and judgment, they show up again in Israel's history. But this time, God sends the floodwaters on his own people to wipe them out. This is how the exile is portrayed in the prophets when Israel has continually been disobedient to God and the covenant. And Isaiah says that God will come like a storm of mighty overflowing waters and cast the people down. And they get carried away into Babylon and the land is cleansed like it was after the flood of Noah. But Isaiah also speaks about Israel's return from exile. And he says it will be like a new exodus. They will pass through the waters And it will not overtake them, but they will be safe from the destruction of the water. Like when Israel passed through the river when they were delivered from Egypt. And throughout the Old Testament, you see imagery used of a chaos monster, a mysterious creature that lives in the water. Sometimes referred to as the Leviathan. And the story in the Bible that really portrays the theology of the chaos waters with that mysterious water monster who lives in the depths of the sea is found in the book of Jonah, 
where he tries to escape God's presence by going out onto those unpredictable waters. And of course, the water erupts into chaos with the storm as he's on the boat. And the people know that they face destruction because that's what the waters do. But God is the one who is sovereign over the water and he's responsible for the storm because it's an act of judgment. And for the people of Israel, if you go into the depths of the sea, everyone knows that you're going to encounter the chaos monster, which is exactly what happens when Jonah gets thrown into the water and he gets swallowed by this mysterious giant fish, which the water and the fish are both used by God to accomplish his will and purposes. And when you come to the book of Job, there's this long portion where God is speaking in great detail about a giant water monster called the Leviathan. He says how he is in complete power and has control over this creature. And this is all a response to whether God really knows what he is doing. And he brings up the Leviathan to show that even this powerful and untamable creature is under God's control. So God knows what he's doing and we don't need to question him or the way that he does things in the world, even if we disagree. So when we come to the New Testament with Jesus, we all know those stories where Jesus has these encounters with water. And we could see these stories in light of the Old Testament passages that the Jesus stories are drawing on. So when Jesus is out on the boat and he's sleeping and the waters turn into this huge storm, you can see the idea of the chaos waters in mind when this happens. So Jesus brings peace and stillness because the waters obey his voice, just like the waters in the Old Testament do with God. And Jesus even walks out onto the water and that storm comes about where when Peter walks out with him, Peter starts to sink and Jesus saves him. All these stories are to show that Jesus is the one who has the sovereignty and authority over the waters of chaos. And this might actually even be related to baptism where believers pass through the waters that bring death and they're raised out of them into new life and new creation, just as Jesus passed through the waters of the Jordan River when he was baptized which was the same place where Israel passed through into the promised land. But this brings us to that unexpected verse in Revelation 21 verse 1, where John is telling us about the new creation that's coming, where everything is finally restored. There's no more sin and death. And he says something very strange. He says, and there will be no more sea. And everyone always asks, well, will we not be able to go swimming in the ocean in the new creation? But what John has in mind is the theme of the chaos waters that began at the very start of Genesis. Because he's showing that there will be no more of that destruction and chaos that happens in the world. The waters that bring death will not have a place in the new creation. There will only be life. So those waters will be gone. As to whether there will actually be a sea or an ocean in the new creation is probably another question. So that is a look at the theme of the chaos waters that show up throughout the Bible that we see from the very start of Genesis to the very end 
of Revelation. So be sure to have a lookout for when those waters show up the next time you're reading your Bible.